0: The WWDC State of the Union address for developers, and a passwordless future? This is Mac Voices. Today's Mac Voices is supported by Mac Voices After Dark. Uncensored, off topic, and always off the wall. Mac Voices After Dark is available as a benefit to our Patreon subscribers. Sign up at patreon.com/slash Mac Voices. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Folks, it's Tuesday night. We are back on our regular schedule. It is 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, whatever time that is, wherever you happen to be. Um, You should be in the YouTube chat room at youtube.com slash Mac Voices TV, so you can be part of the show and throw your comments and opinions around. Um, But if not, we do it every Tuesday. So just mark your calendar for next Tuesday and every Tuesday thereafter, because we will always be here on Tuesday nights. Last week, we cheated. We went to Monday because uh, both David and I were doing some traveling. But more importantly, it was also uh, WWDC keynote day. And we didn't want to hold our opinions until uh, Tuesday. So we did that. The show is out. And you can go and look at that. Um, and that's kind of where I want to start tonight um, with a little bit of follow-up. But before we do that, we'll go around the room, see who all's here, and then we'll get to it. So first up, someone we haven't seen for a while that I'm delighted to have back, Mr. Mike Schmitz. Mike, it's great to have you back. Hey, thanks. Good to be here, Chuck. Got you off the soccer field, eh? You did. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. David Ginsberg is here. Uh, he got up out of a sick bed just to do Mac Voices Live. I
1: did. Thank you. good to be here. Yeah, I'm, unfortunately, I did uh, contract COVID, but I am now a negative, so I'm very happy. And um, good to be back and back in the saddle and got a lot of good stuff to talk about.
0: See, he says he contracted COVID. I just think he was j- drinking the cheap stuff myself, but, I don't know. you <laughs> know, <laughs> been. Brittany Smith is here as well. Brittany, good to have you back. We've missed you.
2: Uh, thanks, Chuck. I'm excited to be back.
0: It's great to, great to have you. Warren Scar is once again uh, in his cave, in his base base. His wife is away, so he can join us. Warren, good to have you. Don't know what she,
3: what she's thinking to leave me alone all this time. Um, bad things are gonna happen. Um, I'm good. Good to be back. It's also one of the highlights of my week um, to, to be here, and um, glad we could talk uh, about uh, a week's worth of uh, horrible betas for me. <laughs>
0: That's not what Apple wants to hear. Unfortunately, feedback. Or, yes, feed, Actually, feedback. they do, but yeah, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, lots of feedback. Jeff Gammon is here, but I know, Jeff, you're going to have to cut out just a little early on us because you're doing a user group thing tonight.
4: I am. <laughs> um, I,
3: I will be speaking at the Macintech user group, and uh, they're, they're a fun group, so I'm looking forward to that.
0: Yeah, they are a fun group, so tell them we uh, we all send our best. I will do that. Good, thank you. Last but absolutely not least, Mr. Jim Ray from a different locale tonight. Jim, welcome.
4: Welcome. Dave, I'm sorry to hear about uh you getting COVID. It happens. Um three out of the four people that I know that went to uh the keynote last week got COVID.
0: Ooh. Ooh. Wow. Oh. Look good. So I guess it's still out there. It just it is. Happily, it seems though, and and David, I certainly don't want to minimize any symptoms you've had, but it seems like it's not quite the uh, the, mm-hmm. the scary thing that it has been up to this point. So just a bad cold.
3: Yeah, hooray for vaccinations. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah really. I
4: do, I do know somebody in their thirties in New Zealand that had it like three months ago, and still is in pretty. I mean, not at death's door, but definitely not recovered. And, uh very I very long. affected
3: i had long wow. just real quick i had long covid when i had the covid the first time and then it only went for about 6 months and then it went away after i got covid again with the omicron so <laughs> so i think i mean it makes sense right cuz basically you're getting more when you get the virus again and you're, Essentially that's what the vaccine is doing. It's introducing a virus into you. So um yeah, it knocked it out of me.
0: So oh. that's good. Well, whatever it takes.
4: Whatever it takes. I'll it? contact my friend and tell him to get it again.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean <laughs> Dr.
3: Jim says.
4: Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, that's not what I say. I'm not a doctor.
3: <laughs> I'm not a doctor and I don't I don't play one on Zoom calls either. So <laughs> that's right.
0: And joining us uh, fashionably late, but uh, it's great to have her anyway, Ms. Kelly Gamont. Kelly, welcome. You snuck in during the introductions.
5: I most of the time try to be a little subtle if I'm not on time to sort of tiptoe in the back at the end. So
0: (laughs) it's great to have you too. At
5: least this is the only event I'm supposed to be at right now. So, you know, I've got that going for me.
0: That's that's true. That's true. Yeah. I'm not going to go any further than that, Kelly. I promise. (laughs) (laughs) Uh (laughs)
5: Uh-huh. (laughs)
0: Mm -hmm. not now anyway maybe later
5: (laughs) okay
2: that's Uh, fair
0: so folks i said we wanted to just continue our dub dub discussion a little bit um because it is now a week later a little more than a week later actually and as warren alluded to he's been running the betas a number of at least i think several of our panel members have been running betas and i want to hear about how that's been going but first i wanted to ask jim ray to sort of take us from where we ended last time and that is talk a little bit uh, jim if you will about the state of the union which is the second big presentation at dub dubs that never gets nearly the the publicity simply because it really is a whole lot more for just developers
4: um this year it certainly was i think you know last year uh <laughs> i know i i was very disappointed in the state of the union last year it didn't have hardly any developer content in it. But this did. It was it was back. There wasn't really anything that wasn't developer related in it. Um so and I you know I think everybody was was very happy with it. <clears throat> you know, kind of like the keynote itself there wasn't any you know, one or two huge things. It was it was just kind of like a fire hose of lots and lots and lots of um, stuff, you know. So, um, you know, and it's hard to remember, but a couple of things that about to me. Um, that, uh, well, one that probably people in this group might more relate to is there's a new Swift... UI Charts API for making like a bar and pie and you know all kinds of fancy charts. Um, that looks really nice. So I think you're going to start seeing uh, a lot of a lot more apps with charts in it because it makes it a lot easier to make an app with uh, charts. Um, they have a new uh, re- regular expression facility built into swift i and does anybody here know what regular expressions are maybe mike so that's pretty
3: cool um I it's, are, don't use them much
4: it's um what they've done in swift is really cool um there are some other languages that have supported regular expressions in the past and and even uh apple systems have had regular expressions built into them for a long time several I don't know, maybe even 10 years, but they kind of like really looked at it from the ground up and built something that builds on the regular expressions everybody else uses and kind of rethought how they could be used in a really, really cool way. Um, unfortunately, I probably won't be able to use either of those things in in my programming, but um they look really really cool. Um so I don't know, I'd probably have to get the developer app out and um <clears throat> to, you know, think about what else there there was, but you know, there was just a lot and the the whole thing.
2: There were know. some uh I noticed some a lot of the presenters for the um Platform State of the Union were a lot of nerdy Apple community fan favorites. Um, like Ricky Mondello and yeah, like just people that like a lot of us interact with on Twitter and stuff. And so that was, that was a lot of fun. Ricky Um,
4: Mondello,
2: Noval. Noval, Noval, Noval,
4: yeah, yeah. Swift was in there. Until last week, I thought her last name actually was Swift. (laughs) So (laughs) that's that's actually Um.
2: Khan. There was the weather kit API, which is pretty cool. Yeah. That's uh, right. Yep. Yep. That's, that's right. That
4: was the one that Novell presented mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they have, uh, you know, they bought DarkSky a couple of years ago and kind of, you know, kind of disappeared. So now it has reappeared and um, yeah. so there's an API for it. And interestingly um, it's available both as a Swift API and a rest API, which, means that it's still available to like android developers I, I don't think anybody saw that coming um and um so you know even people that aren't apple programmers can still uh access the the dark sky data i mean they don't call it that anymore it's it's the apple weather kit api and apparently um everything i've seen uh people that in the know about these things say that the pricing is, is very uh, generous. Um, so, yeah, yeah, that's that's a nice thing. So we'll probably see more, more weather apps. There's not enough of them,
2: right? Well, they don't have to be weather apps. That's the thing. They can just be regular apps that tap into some weather data. Like it's a calendar yeah. app and I want to show you some weather. They don't have to build in their own thing. I haven't yeah. watched the specific video, but I'm kind of hoping they don't have to ask for location anymore, that that just comes for free with the weather kit so that you're not having to give up your location to every weather app that walks by. Yeah. Um, I, I, mean, I I need to actually watch that one, but I hadn't watched that actual specific
5: video yet. That is one of my hopes, though. There's also a weather app for iPad now, which didn't used to be the case. Um, That was very and, nice to see.
4: And, and I think the Mac too, right? Maybe, I think um, there's a weather app for the Mac for the Mac also. In Ventura, yeah, yeah.
3: Well, I mean, it makes sure, sense. Sure. The you know the, the iPad app app is finally mature enough and uh, has the horsepower to <laughs> handle the weather app, so it was time
4: to bring it to the platform. <laughs> but,
2: you know, well, without an M1, right? And it's,
3: there was it's, another app in there too. That it's popped it's up. probably
4: the the iPad app. Probably is the Mac app.
3: I'm looking. Yeah, that it's makes probably, sense. It's
4: probably the same app, just in catalyst. Or maybe Swift mm-hmm. UI. Oh, uh, so in the end, in fact, no, it's I'm sure it's...
2: Well, um <clears throat> the they have a new API for shortcuts, which offers mm-hmm. different features um than the existing one. And but but the option to like just have things show up as actions already in. Shortcuts so you don't have to, like, go do the thing a whole bunch before it'll show up. Right. Um,
5: and there were I don't more know. donations, I think, as well to shortcuts and things. Like, you didn't have to build a bunch of things. Like, it was going to be a well, lot easier what, for people to offer. That's the same thing.
2: Yeah, they'll just that's, be there. Yeah, that's the That's what shortcuts. she just said, yeah. Yeah, okay. It'll just be in there. Um, But also that the actions can have um open fields in them, which was not an option um in the previous one. So, yeah that you could um, anyway, type stuff in. You had to pick one that was already pre-configured, which made some of them for OmniFocus for me, not that useful. Um, but anyway, I'm excited. I haven't uh, I haven't ruled out if it's lost any functionality, but I am excited about the increased functionality I saw. So
4: I don't think it's lost any functionality. Um, one, one thing that I don't know if it was, I can't remember if it was in the State of the Union, but they have now basically built in support for virtual machines into the system and there's APIs for that now. So it looks to me, and I've seen other people comment on this, like somebody could write a parallels program in you know, 15 minutes or something like that, Um, which may not be good for parallels, but um, so I suspect we'll be seeing uh free virtualization programs. And there w- there was something going around of how to run Ventura in a VM very easily. Um like rather than installing it on your hardware. Um and another interesting thing is they it appears like they're officially supporting Linux um running in a VM on a on a Mac. Um, not that apple's going to supply it, but you know they have the support so that people can do that and what really shocked me, and I think a lot of people was <clears throat> so that you know that requires an arm based Linux, which exists now, and um yep. there's at least one, but the interesting thing is you can have Intel binaries on your linux um Image and they will run under Rosetta so hmm. you you can have um Linux programs that haven't been recompiled for arm and they'll and you can run them on an m one Mac just like you can run Intel programs on you know Mac programs hmm. so that you know I think you know wow did not see that comment coming and and could be really great for people you know one thing that you know uh people like to do web development on Macs and would do things like set up a docker image and run a linux server for testing on their local computer um so bottom line out of you know that techno babble is you could run you know developers could test their linux apps on their intel um mac you know without having to have a linux box and then later <laughs> take that same software and upload it to a uh, you know, in the cloud to a Linux-based server, but you couldn't do that with M1 be- Macs. But now you can, and you can actually test your software in you know as an Intel build, which is you know there's not too many uh, ARM Linuxes you can get in the cloud, um, mostly Intel. So now you can you can test that right on your Mac, even if you've got an M1 Mac. So I, I think that will be really interesting to a lot of to a lot of web developers.
0: So it sounds like well, it sounds like the, every member member of the panel that listened in got something out of it, and it sounds like it was pretty positively received. So that's that's always good to hear. But um, you
4: know, one, one thing that um, wasn't mentioned that I, I thought was interesting: did not hear the word catalyst once the entire day in either the keynote hmm. or the State of the Union. Was, was never mentioned. Um, there there were some sessions that mentioned it, um, but it wasn't mentioned. So, you know, I don't, that doesn't mean it's going away or anything, but I guess, you know, maybe it's done and it didn't really change very much. Um, but, you know, they did do some things that um, continuing to bring the the iPad and the Mac closer together Um, You know how, um, you know, a lot of Mac apps have toolbars across the top of the window and that's, you know, basically a standard Mac feature that Apple gives developers, which is why the toolbars look the same on, you know, all the apps that have toolbars and work the same. And the iPad never had that, but now it does. So starting with the iPad OS 16, uh, iPad apps can have toolbars and they work the same way. And, you know, I think the big win also, and, and they're configurable, like, you know, on, on on the Mac, a lot of apps that have toolbars, there's a, a standard, you know, way to rearrange the, the tools and pick, you know, which tools you want. Have you guys, have you guys seen that? Mm-hmm. Um, so now that's available on I, iPadOS as well. And, you know, if you make uh, an iPad app, uh with toolbar and then you move that to the Mac with Catalyst, then the toolbar will will automatically work um on both the Mac app and the iPad app. So we're probably mm-hmm. gonna see a lot more iPad apps with toolbars.
0: Barry in the chat room said Craig talked about catalyst on the talk show live on Tuesday. he yeah, did. So yeah I uh, not-
4: I, I, I'm just saying that, it that wasn't it wasn't mentioned on monday it wasn't mentioned in the keynote and 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 as a contrast the last two years catalyst was a big component of the last two years of wwdc and you know was they spent you know long amounts of time and so uh now this year it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't mentioned and they did they did say they did at the the first. I think it was the first slide in the State of the Union was Swift and Swift UI are
2: the best way to write apps. So that's your um, answer. Like Catalyst is a fine solution, but it is not their preferred one, and they do not see it as the future.
4: Well, and, yeah. you know, actually, and they also in that slide there before that they were like uh, Objective C and App Kit and UI Kit. You know, have been really great for us. You know, over the years, and they're continue to be available for years to come and be an important part. Um, but you know, SwiftUI is a, is the way, and they didn't even mention Catalyst as being, you know, at all. So
0: um, that's kind of interesting. This edition of Mac Voices is supported by our Patreon subscribers and Mac Voices After Dark. Ever wonder what happens before the Mac Voices live shows? Or what happens when the show ends or after the live feed closes? That's where Mac Voices After Dark comes in. If you are a Patreon supporter at any level, you get access to the video of our off-camera conversations. Uncensored, unedited, and always off the wall, it's a small thank you to our Patreon supporters who want to peek behind the curtain. Become a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash macvoices. And thanks to everyone who supports the show. Well, maybe it's one another one of those things that Apple throws out there, and developers didn't bite at it. So, you know, it'll it, well, it'll. Well, I, th- I think it just there,
4: didn't. But... I, I think it just didn't change, and they're they're probably not going to develop it much further. Although, like this, you know, it wasn't really mentioned in this context, but this toolbar thing I talked about is a catalyst. It's in Catalyst. Mm-hmm. Uh, although you can, I guess you can also use it from Swift SwiftUI. Um, so, um. So I, I don't think it's going away, but there, you know, I,
5: I, and there was a, a, a lot. It I was, was transitional. Of, it was. I don't. I was, well, I don't think right. Catalyst well, was, was ever a, meant I, to be the the one true development mechanism, so it wasn't going to ever.
4: Yeah, you no, know, exactly. that was the point I, of it. I, I think. I think this was more like there. There's been over the past year in you know developer circles. There's been some. Oh, you know, Apple's not really giving us direction. There's so many. Like, if you start writing a Mac app or you know, it could be an app kit, it could be in Catalyst, which is UI kit, it could be in Swift UI. You know, what's the right answer? And on 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 iOS, it could be UI kit, it could be Swift UI. And, and so I think Apple was just like, if you start a new app, do it in Swift UI. Now I, I did see a fair amount of pushback in developer circles last week. Like, okay, you know, Apple has now made this statement that swift ui is the best way to do things that doesn't make it so just because they said so and um you know i think there are a lot of people who are like well let's wait and see if they've really improved it enough um and you know i think over the last year that although you know like there there's there's sort of two camps there's you know people that are all in on swift ui but I've also seen recently some high profile people are like, I'm tearing all the Swift UI out of my app because it's just too problematic. And a new version of the operating system come come out and all of a sudden big chunks of my app are broken when I didn't even change anything. So, um, you know, I think in the long, long run but that's going to be true, but it's not really clear that in 2022
2: it is not there yet. that
4: that it's um, and i two yeah. of the
2: apps i use the very most well one of it's their beta um are in it and and it's rough like it's pretty rough yeah <laughs> if it's a really complex app like shortcuts yeah. or omnifocus so yeah.
5: honestly the stuff i was most excited about in the state of the union is the stuff that i'm the most concerned will not become a reality in a lot of ways because it's not up to us right so um, I was really excited. First of all, to see Ricky Mondello in the state of the union, that was awesome. But second of all, to see the, um, what he's been working on and what the password like what the passwordless future could look like. And part of the reason I was excited about that for people who didn't see it, I'm just going to go through it real quick, which was your phone is sort of like a key. And what will happen is the key only works in the correct lock not a lock that somebody taped over and wrote your house and pull a little arrow so that you'd put the key in. Like, if you try to do that, it doesn't work for you. And yet, um, it doesn't have to be on your computer in order to be a thing that actually works for you. So as long as your phone is legit, then you can take your phone and as long as you've got your phone in your vicinity and you, I go log in on Brittany's computer to look at something at the bank or I go log in on Mike's computer because he just told me about this new notebook and I need it now, now, now. And I need to be able to log in to make sure that my Visa balance can take it. Then I can do it on Mike's computer even as long as I have my phone, which has the password set up in it properly. And getting to something that looks like a passwordless future as a person who spends a lot of time in it i think david this was probably the part that you were really excited about too um uh you know making it so easy for people to log in to a legitimate website with their username and a complex password and you don't even have to know the password you never have to type it it just works capital j capital w just works and when we can make that a reality in a lot of places that's going to be really exciting and both Brittany and i went "Ooh!" and then we both went yeah but the bank says eight characters is way too many for a password so you know what are the odds gonna this is going to actually happen in a lot of places it, you know it's
4: going to take a decade
5: right and that's yeah. the part that was disappointing was seeing how easily it could work and it's one of those things that Apple has built that is going to look awesome. And once we can get enough people to buy into it, right? So that's well, the part that's, that's frustrating is like the bank's not going to listen to just me go seriously, what's wrong with my password? You know, like it's going to take a lot of people. It's going to take a lot of time and all the places that won't take a space, you can't put a semicolon in your password, all the places that all of those Stupid parameters are all in play are not going to like none of those places are physically, religiously, emotionally prepared to be able to roll out the kind of standard compliance that's going to that that we're going to need from this. And, you know, on a larger scale, that was the thing I saw a whole lot of both in the keynote and in the State of the Union was we worked with another organization on adding this feature, uh, making this thing a standard. We signed up with an existing standards organization to do a thing. We worked with other companies that are also doing the same thing to kind of make sure we've got everything in common. And all of those things are things that I always really liked about Apple back in the day was, you know, recognizing they weren't the only game in town. So if you have a Windows formatted floppy, Ask your parents. if you have a Windows formatted floppy and you put it in your computer and it, you know your computer can still see it. And so that was the part that you know because Apple recognized like there's more to the world than Mac OS. and so continuing to take that philosophy and work with thread and matter, let's uh, let's work with um you know the home the the home key people, the Fido two. Uh, mechanism that powers the passwordless security is a known standard. It's well documented, all that kind of stuff. Having Apple do that sort of stuff instead of pull the Sony move, which is we're doing this. So we've decided it's standard, which Apple is also capable of doing. Having them just go live within the parameters of standards, but also make it a very apple experience was a big thing that I got out of both of the presentations from last Monday that I was really glad to see
0: um hopefully it's clear
4: to everybody that that password thing is not an apple invention that is an industry standard and apple's just the first ones that seem to be you know bringing it out but google is also and i think microsoft and you know a bunch of others so um this is something that i think you know that's why i'm excited about it
2: like there's a chance
4: (laughs) well and you know i think what's you know what's going to motivate banks and all that is not People complaining about it, it's, you know, hacks and, you know, all the problem, you know, their, their, their compliance officers are going to be, we have to do this because, you know, we're just too exposed. So I think that's what's going to drive adoption of this is, you know, continuing hacks, continuing, you know, you know, new stories of, yeah. oh, this company has been breached and, you know, 2 million passwords were, were, were leaked. Mm. That, that's what's going to drive this in, in those kind of big corporations.
0: Um. Hey, I want to. Oh, uh, I have an alternate you. idea. Yeah. Well, first of all, I want to work, welcome Mark Fuscio, who's about oh, to make a point. Hello, everyone. And and also Frank Petrie, uh, who has been able to get in finally. Right. good to have you. Oh,
1: thank you. Hi, everybody. Mark, are you having issues with Zoom tonight? Michael. I am not. I am not. Oh, man. At least just not could... yet. It froze and said, I'm sorry, we have to do updates, and it just locked up the whole machine for the last half hour.
0: Yeah, that'll do it. Mark, yeah. you were going to jump in.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say on this whole thing on keyless, uh, I think that uh if you think deeply about it, you know, apart from what Jim was saying, yes, this is an industry standard, uh, so there's a broader move for that. But if you were to think about, you know, something like the much rumored AR, VR goggles, um, Think about how are we going to log in on something like that? You're not going to have a keyboard. Uh, you're not going to probably want to dictate something to Siri. So, you know, something with a key where coupled with you know iMotion where you bring up a screen and boom, it auto automatically fills in the credentials. Is uh, is a necessary technology, I think, for success of this uh, much fantasized, much uh, speculated uh, AR VR headset.
4: I don't know about don't that know. because that 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 headset is you know, it's going to be tied to some other device that will probably manage the login.
1: Really, do you want to pull the phone out of your pocket? You know, you're walking down the street, you know, and you're going by the bank, or you're you know, want to buy a, a ticket. All of a sudden, you know, do you really think you're going to want to clunk out? You know, uh, your devices. You know, I think you know if you look at sort of the. Evolution- I think the
4: device will already be logged on. Like you know, I don't when I use Apple Pay, I don't out and you know log on every time it's you know you in advance will um, uh, you know and i don't want right, just because i walk by something but, i'm logged on to yes. it I, you know i i want something to have to happen to say i'm authorizing something so i think this is separate i think this is about uh preventing phishing attacks preventing hacks of of servers and that that's what this is for
1: well, I think you're oversimplifying. I think there's multiple dimensions of why it's uh, useful. Uh, you know, sort of the thing for the consortium, you know, leading to it uh, getting founded were the, you know, the sort of attacks that you just mentioned, but, you know, th- you know, think about it, you know, if you're having, you know, some sort of, uh, uh, you know, visual device in front of your screen and, you know, you're using that. And again, this is a big assumption, assuming it's sensitive to where you glaze and, brings up you know brings up websites and you want to buy something the last thing you want to screw around with is pulling out something out of your pocket like a phone or you know or with a watch and i think if you look at it you know what apple has done you know initially uh you know they've had apple pay on the phone and then went to the watch independently i think you know it's a safe assumption that if they do any sort of ar vr goggles that it would have that same sort of, you know, convenient user experience. You can do everything within that one device, uh, you know, instead of having to jerk around, uh, you know, with a different device uh, in your pocket.
4: We've already got like, you know, I just use my face or my fingerprint to tie in, you know, to all the passwords that I have. And I don't I don't ever type in passwords anymore. I, you know, on my computer, I just touch the touch ID. And so you know. Okay, so you're
1: going to touch your you're going to touch your eyeglass
4: to enter. I, it, I, I'm I'm, I'm it? absolutely going to do something. I you cannot you you have to have some action that says I am authorizing this. Please, you know, it can't happen right. with no please,
1: no yeah, interaction. Please stand, there, please stand there on your head and blink, or you or you blink twice, or you do a certain you know certain motion with your eyes. Well, or you're, well you know, they, I think.
5: Ha- whatever you know, it is, you're... Apple will have it figured out when we get like when it's time to get there. It's gonna be a convenient experience, whatever that may be. Maybe they'll maybe it'll be the touch ID, like the iPad button that's Bring a skinny control. tiny little button that you just and it's like right on the side of your glasses, you know. I mean, maybe that's possibility. Maybe yeah, it'll I, be voice recognition at that point, you know, and I'll just go, hello, sweetie, and it knows it's me. I mean, we don't know. Bring
4: but the, the point is that you know, that's you know, you're talking about how you authorize, but this technology so is about how the local device communicates securely with a server. That's what this technology is about.
1: And it, you know, it's right. completely
4: independent of how you are authorizing the device to do something.
1: Right. By, by, by saying it's independent, I think you're drawing you know, a bigger distinction that's necessary because going back to what Kelly was saying, she's indicating multiple ways you might approve the transaction, you know, on the ARVR device you're wearing, you know, there's a separate transaction, you know, through all the secured credentials, blah, 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 where you're going to authorize your AR VR device to, you know, buy a ticket or buy something in the store or where whatever it's lot or even just log into, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> and watch a movie or, you know, wherever you need to enter a password today. So, you know, it's, um,
4: but but what this technology is about is how does a server know you validate that you are really who you say you are? That's and right. So so up till now, we've used passwords for that. And this is a new system that doesn't require passwords. But I, I don't see how it has anything to do with a particular device on the client side, no. whether it's a computer, a phone, you a don't, VR, You don't goggles, think there's a
1: need... You don't think there's a need to use this as a fundamental building block in other sort of uh, applications and user experiences, you know, with existing and future fantasized uh, AR VR devices from Apple? I think you're taking Not too short of
5: a Well, that, what, yeah. if we, we Besides, want to talk about so, what Apple's working on, why aren't we talking about the wall-to-wall CarPlay display that they showed us, where it was well because we video about dashboard week. by the acre. Yeah. Like, why aren't we, we talking about that? Because we, we want to know, we talked about it last week.
0: Yeah, and we're going to move.
5: The thing to talk about.
0: And guys, we're going to move on because you know we're we're just engaging in, in mindless speculation here. That you know we, we have we have new tools, we have new tools coming. You know, um, but we can sit here and argue all day about what they should be or what they could be. Well, I, but, you, know, you know, I don't
4: I don't think we are talking about speculation, Pat. Up till now, uh, validation of users has been done by something you know, a password. And this new technology is is now you're validating by something you uh, have. Um so there's a there's a key on your device um and and you don't you don't supply a password. Um you know bigger issues, you know, what if you lose all your devices and you've lost all your access to your accounts?
0: This Mac Voices Live panel is back in the next edition of Mac Voices where I finally got them to move on from their rather outlandish discussion of a passwordless future and take up something a little more current and a little more solid. And that is a challenge to a recent uh, class action lawsuit, to the legal fees of a recent class action lawsuit that seemed a bit out of bounds, at least to me. That's next time on Mac Voices. I hope you'll join us. Until then, and as always, I'm Chuck Joyner. Thanks for watching.